Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Yeah, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good, good day for moving along. Yeah, it's a good day. How can anything go wrong? Good day from morning till night. Well, yes, it's a good, good morning, Grand Valley, and welcome to the big gig. We're underway for, uh, well, two hours swinging soiree today because it's a Thursday. It's a Wednesday which means we'll be here until 10 o'clock, 7, 10, 10 minutes after the hour here. Watchdog morning show. Boy, oh boy, I thought yesterday was a heat wave. Today, 47 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 42 at the Highlands, 37 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 41 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Going to see morning fog, rain this afternoon, daytime high around 54. All in all, big change from where we were just a week ago and we're just getting started howard it's 7 10 and man we're up there already so i'm feeling it no not so much in here it's not that warm in here but outside yes but i i uh i could have stood outside this morning i didn't feel like i it felt like spring because i just have this habit i you know i want to start my jeep it's not the warmest vehicle in any kind of uh, conditions so I started it up, and I thought, man, it feels like spring out here. I didn't hear the birds uh, chirping, Howard, but it, it felt like spring. It did. It, it, it did feel like spring. And I have heard the birds chirping, not so much today, but the last few days. I think they got a little confused because of the, the up until this past week, the nice warm weather. 7-Eleven here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A few things we'll get into today. Trump wins the New Hampshire primary. Uh, that's not a big surprise. Um, but the question now is, is Haley done or is she going to keep in the race? She says she's not done. She's going to keep on going. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on. Ohio lawmakers are talking about parking tickets. They're talking about people, the uh, police around Ohio writing too many parking tickets. I'll tell you what that's all about. Ogilvy Park is still looking at feedback on controlling the deer population. And in West Virginia, the Republican-led Senate is moving on what I call culture war bills including a crackdown on libraries for putting out obscene material. It means they talk about black people. Uh, and also the In God We Trust signs that have to be put in school systems. Brad McElhinney coming up in a minute or two to uh, talk about that. And in Wheeling, the ACLU has withdrawn their um, lawsuit over the homeless camps. That's interesting to me because that strikes me as a little bit premature we have an exemption for a camp which is a short-term exemption we do not have the managed camp yet but i guess the uh aclu feels that they've um, the city has been acting in good faith so they withdrew their uh, their loss well that was nice of them howard i don't have a lot of faith in those f- folks i just think they're a bunch of troublemakers that stick their nose in and real quick to get it back out well i, I don't understand I, I, I I kind of agree with you. I, as I've, I used to I say all the time, I used to be a card carrying member of the ACLU. Back in the days when if somebody was actually aggrieved because of their religion or their race or something, they would stand up and defend them. The ACLU since then has become more. They go out and look. For, I won't say look for trouble, but they go. You probably would say go look for trouble, but they go out and they look for the. Um, they look for things to cause trouble about. 
I certainly don't look at them like I did, I don't know, maybe 40-some years ago, where I really believe that they did fight for those that needed help with their fight. But I just don't, I just don't feel that way now. But I just don't understand why they were so – I get it. I get that it was a threat, and then they followed through on their threat by actually filing the lawsuit. I, it, it seems to me they withdrew it quicker than I would have expected them to, only because I, what they were looking for was either an end to the enforcement period, which they're not going to have, uh, or the creative of managed camp, which is, as far as I know, is not yet actually done. It may be on the horizon, but it's not done. I don't know. You know, the other issue that I think we need to, uh, after we deal with this, I've said there are three things about the homeless that we need to talk about as a city. One is getting Ill- Ill- illegalities taken care of. You know, if there are people in these camps or anywhere else, homeless or non-homeless, of course, committing crimes, we've got to deal with the illegal illegalities going on. Number two is the proliferation of camps that tend to become a problem for the citizens, and that's being dealt with now. And number three, we've talked about it here on this show, Bob, but I have not yet heard the city talk about it. You need to start talking about panhandling, ways to regulate panhandling. Well, Howard, it, it, you know, it's incredible that you mentioned that. Uh, early this morning, about, I'd say, five after six, Coming through the tunnel, uh, the first light right there that allows uh, the, those folks coming off Interstate 70 heading east yeah. the exit into town. I would I would have to describe this this male. I would say he was in his late twenties. Very very aggressive panhandling. Really very aggressive. Now I have no idea what this man was saying five to people. Uh, what, six, six o'clock in the morning. Still in the morning, very dark. Dead of night. He had, he had white clothes on, but he was coming into the road. He was coming into Main Street, and again, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. I rolled my window down Uh-oh. and I used some pretty rough language, and I told him, what, are you a goof? Get out of the middle of the road. He did not have any kind of confrontation with me. He moved away from me, but continued to try to get people to roll their windows down. Um, that, multiple thoughts on that. Number one, geez, I, what, what kind of luck are you going to have at 6 o'clock in the morning? And again, maybe the guy was in distress. I don't know. That's not the way to go about it. Right. Well, if anybody knows, if, if, yeah, that's a good point. If, if you rolled your window down, please call us. If you don't want to go on the air, I'll, I'll get the information off here. But I'd like to know, Howard, what, what he was saying, what he needed. That's a good, that's, yeah, if somebody knows, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack auction service uh, text line, uh, it's a good way for you to get that in. The panhandling has expanded a lot here in the upper Ohio Valley. It used to be out around Perkins and one or two other places, and then it moved to Wheeling Island. We see it in the Grove now. You see it almost everywhere, uh, panhandlers. Not so much now they kind of went inside during the cold winter weather but things are out now uh, you see a few downtown as well and that to me is the next phase of dealing with the concerns of the homeless intruding into the general public's lives and we talked recently with tom bloom from the montague county commission about how they're dealing with panhandling down there um and it strikes me as a pretty good idea so we'll, we'll talk about that at some point but um if you know anything more about this guy wandering the street at uh, 5 or 6, I keep saying 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. He might have been here at 5, Howard, but I saw him at 6. Uh, all dressed in white and uh, trying to uh, trying to do something with the cars He was waving by. his arms. He wanted folks to stop whether the light was green or not, and he wanted to, to, to get some kind of message. I, maybe he was just saying the, the end is near, Howard. I have no idea what he was trying to do. He might have been saying, don't go down this street. It's a mess. <laughs> be careful. For God's sakes, be careful. 716 on the Watchdog Morning Show. As I mentioned, um, 
what I call some culture war battles are beginning, not beginning, they're ongoing in Charleston. Do we need to put in God we trust in classrooms? Do we need to crack down on libraries and tell them what they can and can't have in their uh, in their uh, sh- on their shelves? Um, these are some of the things that we'll talk about with Brad McElhaney from Metro News. That's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Save big money on your next project right now at Menards. Freshen up your home with a new coat of paint from Dutch Boy. Get quality products with features like mildew-resistant coating, stain shield technology, and dirt-resistant paint and primer in one. All in Dutch Boy's award-winning twist-and-pour container. Pick up a gallon of DuraClean interior paint starting at $19.97 after $8 mail-in rebate. Price is good through January 28th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. How tough are you? It's the 43rd annual Budweiser Tough Man Contest. Co-sponsored by WTOV9, Eagle 107.5, Wheeling, Ohio County, CBB, Thomas Auto Centers, The World Gym, Jill's Gentleman's Club, A Class Act, ICR Equipment Rental, Sales and Supply, and Honda Direct Line. Coming February 16th and 17th to Wheeling's West Banco Arena. If you think you're tough enough and willing to get in the ring and prove it, sign up to fight at WBToughman.com. Ladies, if you want to be a ring girl and strut your stuff in the ring sign up at wvtoughman.com tickets go on sale this saturday at the west banco arena box office or online at westbancoarena.com it's the 43rd annual budweiser tough band contest coming february 16th and 17th to wheeling's west banco arena planning to stay in wheeling tough man weekend the wheeling ohio county cvb is offering special hotel rates for tough man fighters ring girls and fans for details visit wvtoughman.com get your tickets today and tough it out Live and local, every weekday, with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. When that shark bites with his teeth, baby, scarlet billows start to spread. Fancy gloves, though, where's old Maggie Heath, baby? So there's never, never a trace of red. I need to get to Brad McElhenney, but we, I, I wish I had more time. Because this song I would let play for a good while and sing right along with it. Yeah, oh yeah, Mac the Knife, I love it. 7-20-20 after the hour, 47 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 42 at the Highlands, 43, I'm sorry, 37 in Elm Grove, and 41 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network. Brad McElhenney from Metro News is with us. Good morning, sir. Did you get into the Capitol okay this morning? Well, I haven't gone yet. Uh, that will be. I think Hoppy is already there because he gets there early and he does his planning and has a little bit of quiet time before people begin to greet him. But I, I have not gone to the Capitol yet. I always when I, the, the times I was down there broadcasting, it was these morning hours trying to get in that always worried me. And because I didn't have a pass, you know, I had to have somebody let me in. 
And I was always, uh, I, I always had to quote the the play. I had to rely on the uh, the kindness of strangers to open, to open the door for me. But it was yeah, it was frequently Hoppy Kirchhoff would say, Hoppy, why are you here so early? But it's because he's such a hardworking guy, getting everything prepared. So, because uh, I I didn't mention that because you have a um, a hearing to attend this morning, which is one of the subjects I wanted to talk about. There's been a bill, I guess, introduced to remove some protections from libraries. Am I phrasing that correctly? Yeah, you know, so I find that that's awkwardly a double negative that winds up being hard to follow. So I phrase it more like it would be a change in the code that would open up libraries to potential felony prosecution over, over display or dissemination of obscenities. And, you know, what is an obscenity? Well, <laughs> the federal law relies on the view of the average person. So, uh, you know, this could be a real adventure for librarians who are not highly compensated uh, in terms of what they put on the shelves. This, this ties in, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, this ties in with the whole culture war thing, though. Um, if I understood your story correctly, um, some of this has to do with this, some legislators' concerns about LGBTQ books being shown on shelves, right? You know, it is, it is not clear. What, what supporters have said so far is not exactly specific. And so they talk about uh, obscene materials being on the shelves, uh, guarding against pornography on the shelves. But there are, there are no specific examples that I've heard. So the, the way this bill would work is there is, as you mentioned, a, an exemption in the law regarding display and dissemination of obscenities, a, a set of exemptions that apply to museums, public libraries, and school libraries. This simply would strike those exemptions, and so it would open libraries themselves, librarians, library aides, who knows, uh, to the potential of prosecution. And from there, it would rely on the definition of obscenity in the law, which federally has a, a three-pronged approach, including the, the literary value of the, the material in question. And, you know, I think that's where it might be a gray area where your average librarian might think twice before putting something explicit yet literary on the shelves uh, or displaying it. You know, do you put it in a brown bag? I, it, it, <laughs> the practical implications are something I'm struggling with. Our very own Sean Fluarty suggested it would, might mean that you have to remove the Bible. I mean, the Bible has a lot of sex and violence in it, despite what people think. I know that I tend to preach on the kindness of uh, Jesus and, uh, you know, love your neighbor. But uh, there's a lot of sex and violence there in the Bible. And Sean pointed out, he said, I think maybe we'd have to remove the Bible. Right. And that is uh, somewhat fact-based by him. You know, a lack of knowing what this really would do, what the practical effects would be, makes the imagination go wild. But in a school district in Utah, the Bible was removed from the shelves for the reasons you cited. Um, so that's an example that... that you know, the Democrats are citing that that captures the imagination, and uh, you know, it, it does make you wonder what would be challenged under the possibility of, well, that's obscene. 
There's a hearing on this today, which is you which you will be attending, reporting on for those who follow you on X, the old Twitter, uh, and at metronews.com. And, of course, I assume we'll probably talk to Hoppy about it later today. So there's a hearing coming up at 830, so that story moves forward today. The Senate has also passed a bill to put in God we trust in every classroom. Now, it goes to the House. I don't know that this will make it through to fruition, but um, but the Senate did pass that bill. In God we trust should be posted in every classroom. Is that right? Yeah, mandatory. In every classroom, a, a sturdy poster uh, that would have the American flag and the phrase, in God we trust. You know, th- this appears to me to be a, a symbolic and backdoor way to get religion into the classrooms. Obviously, in God we trust is the national motto and has been on, on currency, on your dimes and dollars. It's been tested in the court system, and if I read correctly, you know, going back to Sandra Day O'Connor on the U.S. Supreme Court, said that the in God we trust phrase was uh, symbolic deification, and therefore is not religion itself, but more of a more of a symbol, a, a token nod of the head. I, so to my quick summation of the court challenges, they've mostly been about the the currency, not as much about these. There's been a mini trend, Texas, Louisiana, of requiring these kinds of, of signage to be on display in classrooms. And I am less certain that that has been tested in the, in the school realm. It is, as a layman, uh, clearly uh, uh, the opposite of what the framers wanted in terms of the so-called separation of church and state. That's my opinion. I, I'm not referencing court rulings on this. Uh, but sometimes when these things come up, though, uh, Brad, the question I ask is, what do the supporters believe this accomplishes? Do, I mean, do we really believe that putting signs that say, in God we trust in the classroom will suddenly make more students godly or religious or that it will bring more morality to the classroom because they have the sign up there? I mean, I, I really would like to ask, say, what what do you think this accomplishes other than making you feel good that you've put your religious belief in front of everybody? I, I don't know what the point of it is. Uh, it seems to be human nature and in particular the nature of busy and distracted students would be that the signs would blend into the woodwork and that you probably would not notice them. Uh, what I know is that when the school communicate with me, the parent, or my school-aged child, I get a, an automated call, I get a text, I get an email, which indicates to me that it is very difficult to catch the attention of anybody. <laughs> right, exactly. So I just don't, uh, again, I'm, regardless of the, the uh, cultural co- in, uh, co- um, uh, ramifications of it, regardless of the constitutional issues, I just don't, I just don't know. What do, you, what do you think you're accomplishing? What's the point of it? I mean, just posting all of these signs. But uh, it is it believed. May be, it may be heartfelt from some supporters, but there may also be a political benefit to be able to say, I'm supporting West Virginia values. Yeah, well, I think, I, and I, look, I don't doubt that many of the people who think it's important to put up there believe it's important to put up there. I, I Some of them, I think, might be cynical, but um, I, probably a lot of them believe this is a good idea. I just, I, to me, it's, 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 it's way off base. And it continues to be part of this, again, I'm calling them culture wars. If you think that's a bad phrase, give me a different one. Uh, they're also talking about teaching intelligence or allowing 
the discussion of intelligent design in, uh, I guess, in science classrooms on a separate bill. Mm-hmm. That bill passed the Senate yesterday, and it would... Intelligent design appears to be the purpose, and that is the, the concept that life is so complicated that it had to have been originated through a, an intelligent guiding force. So kind of creationism, but with a more sciencey edge. Well, that, that phrase doesn't actually appear in the very simple bill, which I can just read on the radio. <laughs> no, no public school board, school superintendent, or school principal shall prohibit a public school classroom teacher from discussing or answering questions from students about the scientific theories of how the universe and or life came to exist. So, you know, when I read that, the premise seems to be that that school boards, superintendents, or principals are cracking down or are prepared to crack down on classroom discussions of the origins of the universe. Um, if that has been happening in West Virginia, if it's rampant, I have not heard about it. Uh, so it, it is a puzzle to me. I, that bill is so vague that I... <laughs> I am both unenthusiastic about it and unimpressed. Um, it, 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 it just it's, it, it feels like a limp noodle, and I don't know really what that one is trying to do. Am I, I mean, I know what it's trying to do, but it's just it seems like weak sauce. Am I wrong in my memory? This is a bill that at least a couple of students actually said they thought was a good idea, right? Yeah, it was students at Hurricane High School, and I will say they testified before the Senate Education Committee, uh, they were pretty eloquent and confident. I don't think that's an easy thing to do. Uh, one of them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna verge on, so these are minors and I understand, but one is the son of uh, the, the Republican Party vice chairman. So they, they have some political connections. Okay. Uh, and you know, they, they downplayed the, the religious aspects of this concept saying that it, it, intelligent design is not necessarily associated with Christianity or one religion, that you could be talking about the intelligent force in the universe as the, the traditional god of Christianity, or in their words, it could be a flying spaghetti monster. Uh, so neutral in terms of the specific religion, but the courts have determined that it's a backdoor way of getting religion and creation science into the public school classrooms. You know, I would challenge the use of the phrase creation science. I think that's the issue here. Uh, or the use of, uh, of, of, of or teaching this as a scientific theory. It may be a theory, a theory on the creation of the universe, but I don't think it falls under the category of scientific um, unless this bill is more definitive on what scientific theory is. Uh, look, I, I, I believe, I preach every Sunday, so I'm not opposed to these things in theory, I, but I think that faith and science can coincide, but I think they're two different things. There was a discussion on the Senate floor yesterday about what constitutes a scientific theory. The Senate Minority Leader, Mike Walpole of Cabell County, asked, does the bill define scientific theory and in response the senate education chairwoman amy nicole grady said well we we left out a definition of scientific theory on purpose 
because we don't want to discourage these kinds of discussions in classrooms. We want students to raise any issue that they might be curious about. Uh, so that is that is another thing. So we we got the one bill that doesn't really define obscenity or who would determine that. We've got another bill about uh, scientific process that doesn't define scientific process. Uh, we're just going down vague avenue in both. West Virginia legislature this year. And yet, if you're a teacher, for example, you know that you're living in a world where if you do the wrong thing, you're going to face, at the very least, a parental backlash from some people. So, uh, bill or no bill, this puts puts teachers on a shaky footing. I would think if you're a teacher, you're like, oh, God, what am I supposed to do now? Can't I just teach math? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean... It seems to me that if you were teaching biological sciences or something to do with evolution and a a student brought up sort of an intelligent design concept or uh, a a creationism question, that, you know, you, you should be able to handle that without fear of repercussion. But I'm... I am not convinced it needs to be spelled out. But, but I'm not convinced West Virginia code needs to be changed to reflect what should be, to my mind, a classroom decision about how to handle that. Having having a discussion, I agree. One more, uh, Bill, on this what I'm calling large culture war discussion issue, and that is, and I forget how this bill is phrased, but they're calling a human development bill, I think. Is that it? They're, uh, but it includes the showing of a video that is essentially a, an anti-abortion video is what is what I understood from the reading I had. Tell me about that, Bill. Mm-hmm. That is called the Baby Olivia Act. Ah, and okay. It, it is mandatory classroom lessons on human development, which I, I don't object to that. You know, I, that was part of my health class yeah. when I was a middle schooler, early high schooler. Um, that's that's helpful. But this spec- this goes a step further, and it specifies mandatory classroom use of a specific video. And the video is called Meet Baby Olivia. And so I've got both a link and an embedded video in my story. If you, if you the listener, choose, I'm not mandating it, but if you choose to watch, <laughs> uh, I've got it there for you. WVMetroNews.com. Yeah, but eighth graders in West Virginia schools under this bill would would have to watch the video. Um, It it begins with a a view of a fetus and and then kind of backtracks ever so slightly. Needle scratch. I bet you're wondering how I got here. And and then it shows um, not it doesn't show what leads up to this, thank goodness, but it shows uh, sperm and they are inseminating an egg. Uh, so you'll get that, and then it goes on from there to show the development of of a fetus. Uh, what what makes me take a second glance here? What makes my head snap is this particular video is by Live Action, which is a nonprofit organization that has been involved with national abortion politics. That they do videos essentially trolling Planned Parenthood. This is not one of them. This video is more straightforward, uh, but. You know, I think the questions with this bill are, can you have this kind of instruction but leave it to the school district or the, the, the classroom teacher about what products are best used to enlighten youngsters about human development rather than at the state level? 
specifying you have to show annually to eighth graders this video, Partic- this particular by video. this organization. Uh, I and and why this video in particular? The bill doesn't spell it out, and I did not hear that in committee. You know, the, an argument would be this video stands out and is more compelling than any other similar product on the market. And that's not something I've heard. The overarching theme that I wanted to talk with you about here today is that there are all of these what I call culture bills moving through when there really is a lot more important stuff to deal with, I think, uh, in West Virginia. Now, I I do know that we can run and chew gum at the same time. I, I understand that. And there are some bills running that have some value, the student discipline bill and some other things are going on. But it just seems to me that uh, for the last several years, too much time is spent on on these culture war kind of things and not enough time spent on trying to find solutions for the average West Virginian. But hey, that's just my opinion. You know, I, I, I am trying to understand West Virginia politics and where it's at. Uh, maybe this stuff plays in communities around the state. I do think that you can very simply have signs and handouts to say, I support West Virginia values and that these could be examples uh, for when these folks are trying to get reelected. I also have a working theory that, you know, without, um, <laughs> without a teacher strike, without uh, a giant <laughs> Without a giant income tax bill, there is not any one yeah. big thing cur- occurring right now that that folks are are inclined to chew on for sixty days. And without something big to chew on, uh, what you get popping up is other stuff, and this is the other stuff. You know, Ryan Weld told us um, before the session began, as we did a little preview with him, he said, "I don't know what's coming up." He said, "But." I, I, I sense there's not a lot of important things that we're going to be or big things to deal with, which means there's going to be a lot of little stuff that you people are going to be making big headlines from. So I guess maybe this is this is what he's talking about. Hey, Brad, I better let you go so you can get into the building and get your spot, get a good front row seat for the uh, library hearing today. And uh, we'll check the reporting about that on X and at uh, WVMetroNews.com and maybe on Hoppy Show as well. Well, thanks, Howard. I appreciate it. All right, talk to you later. Uh, Brad McElhinney, uh, Metro News, with, with us this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is a 740-22. By the way, if you're trying to text me, my text line has been uh, crashing. I don't know why. Uh, I bring it up, it sits there, and then it crashes. So uh, keep, uh, try to text me. I appreciate it, but I'm not sure I'm getting them or not. I don't know. 740-22 of the hour. Adam's up next, but first it's... Taylor Long, Ohio Valley Headline. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 24th. All new this morning, Yorkville starting the new year without a police force due to former Chief John Morelli's retirement has raised concerns among citizens. Local law enforcement from Tiltonsville, Jefferson County and Belmont County, including Bridgeport and Martins Ferry, have been responding to Yorkville's calls. A proposal for a near 24-7 coverage YTR force encompassing Yorkville, Tiltonsville and Raylan was presented by Tiltonsville Chief Davis at the recent council meeting. Yorkville Mayor Sandy Respect said that this has been a tough process, but they will continue to hold town hall meetings throughout the month to come to a decision. 
Seven News is your local election headquarters. After over three decades of legal service in the Mountain State, Wheeling attorney Teresa Torseva has formally declared her candidacy for the position of West Virginia Attorney General. She says that the need for women representation from the Northern Panhandle and state government will allow her to bring a new and interesting perspective to this position. Torseva will be on the trail to meet voters in all regions of West Virginia to grow support for her representation of working people. Doris Ava plans to continue practicing law, which she believes is the best example of how she will serve the people of West Virginia as Attorney General. Nine fire departments in Marshall County and one in Belmont got some brand new equipment to help them save lives free of charge. Last year, Green Acres Power Sports and their still distributor, Brian Equipment Sales, started Operation Better, Faster, Stronger. After some first responders had to bring in their own personal equipment to use, they realized that these departments needed battery-powered tools, so they donated four saws of their own with the help of local businesses. This year, they were able to donate to 10 different departments. Most of the kits this year included battery-powered chainsaws and the needed accessories, and some got battery cutoff saws for extricating people from vehicles. For any business that would like to participate in this program for next year, Tasker asks that you contact him at Greenacre power sports. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24 seven, we're available to see somebody. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Toyota's national sales event is on, making now the best time to save big at your Toyota dealer. With available APR financing as low as 1.9% on select new 2022 fuel-efficient Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and Highlanders. Or go off-road in a rugged Tacoma or Tundra, also with low financing available to qualified buyers. Visit buyatoyota.com for more. Not all buyers will qualify for special APR financing from Toyota. See your dealer for details. Hurry, Toyota's national sales event ends September 6th. Toyota, let's go places. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Watchdog Morning Show. We are uh, underway for a uh, Wednesday midweek edition of the program. It's uh, basically going to be this. Bring in Adam Vike from the Big Seven WTRF TV. 
Adam, uh, Bob said this morning it almost felt like springtime outside as we were getting up and about earlier this morning. Really, the, the words of the week are rainy and warm, right? Definitely a good word to describe a completely different pattern than from what we saw last week. Um, going to be a high, what, mid-50s today, I think, right? Yep, anywhere between, I would say, 53 and 56 tomorrow, even warmer in the upper 50s. Stay, the, stay in the 50s on Friday, and then we start to drop for the weekend, right? Yep, Friday we slowly drop throughout the day, so most of the morning will be in the 50s, and then we slowly drop through the 40s throughout the day, and 40s for the weekend. And uh, it looks like rain almost every day to one extent or another. Just a light drizzle coming down when I came in this morning, but um, it looks like rain is in, the, is in the forecast somewhere, somehow, all throughout the period, right? Yep, every day through Sunday has a chance for rain. Tuesday's the only day we don't see precip, and that's as of right now, but we're seven days out, so who knows? That could change. <laughs> well, I think that's pretty much it, Bob. <laughs> rain and uh, rain and warm. Anything else we've got to, to talk to Adam about here this morning? Sounds good. That's, I, I, like, I like the sound of all that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, uh, it's not snowing. It's not freezing. It's not even freezing in here. It's kind of, kind of pleasant here inside the studio. So um, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Is it raining right now? Can your radar show you that? Not here in Wheeling, just drizzle. I mean, there's a few showers right now for Jefferson and Hancock County, but that's it for at least now. Anything I'm still noticing is back towards Cincinnati, Dayton, and Columbus. So that won't get here likely until lunchtime. Okay. Um, it, so when I came in, it was just the very lightest of sprinkles. It wasn't mm -hmm. even didn't need to use the windshield wipers more than just like every five minutes or so. But a uh, little light sprinkle coming down. All right, rain and warm. Again, I don't, I don't know what else to say, so I guess that's it. Thank you for your time today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do it again tomorrow. Talk to you then. I just try to make it easy for you. You, you have done so. Very good. Some, <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. 14 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Sometimes I don't know where to go with that, you know. It's just it's pretty much what we've got. It's just it's, it's warm. It's rainy. And it's going to be that way every day, all week. Not a lot to change what we have uh, today throughout the whole week. It's, you know, what you see is what you get. Live with it. And, um Again, I'd rather live with this. Well, yeah, I'd rather live with this than the snow and the cold, although I wouldn't mind another cold. We talked about this a couple of days ago. Adam said I, I said I wanted one cold snow day. I'd like another one. Are you are you snowed out now? Do you feel like you've got your winter's worth? No. it's uh, What is the date here? January, January 24th? No. I think we'll get one in February, and there's always that blizzard conditions in uh, March that I look forward to. You, we never, you never can tell. We have, as we've talked every year, you know, we've had, we've had snowy Easter's sometimes. So uh, I would look forward to at least one, me, look forward to it, not predicting. I'd look forward to one more good snowstorm. I'd like to get outside with Teddy one more time, do a sled riding. He wanted to go sled riding in the slush yesterday, you know. It's that dirty snow. Most of it's gone. There's none on the ground. Granddad, can we go sled riding? Can we make snowballs? Eh, Teddy is just not, just, that's not, just you can't, the day after snow doesn't really work very well that way. But I would look forward to one more big snow. 13 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We've got some sports coming up. That's next. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mounders basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, and are out in our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station.
Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news. From the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley, the Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's. Only on The Watchdog. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Hustle with me, pal. Come on. Get up. Let's do the hustle. Did you do the hustle back in the day? No. <laughs> well, I didn't either. I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> 7.50, 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Did I check your temperature? What are, what are you What are you at here? We are up to 42 degrees. 42. 48 at the uh, airport. 44 at uh, the Highlands. Still 37 in Elm Grove and 42 here at the Watchdog Radio Network studio. And again, rain and warm is today's forecast and the forecasts throughout uh, the entire week. And we had a promo there that said Seth Dasky is the uh, number one sports editor of the Ohio Valley. I will accept that. That's fine. That's okay. I'm, absolutely. But i got to say the number one sports anchor is here, right here, every morning. Every morning, right around this time on the Watchdog Morning Show. And that is Slider. On sports. Thank you, Howard. Last night from the campus of Lindsley School, the Lindsley Cadets and the Wheeling Central Maroon Knights boys basketball. It was a real thriller, Howard, and you heard it here on the Watchdog Radio Network. It was the Cadets. Too much for the Maroon Knights. They win 67-62. to Will Taylor led Lindsley with 15 points. Howard, I wasn't there, but I believe that the Cadets dunked the ball three times in the first half. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, when when I was that age, high school kids. Yeah, you would ne- maybe once or twice a season, a season. you would yeah. see that. But I believe they dunked the ball three times in the first half. Eli Sancone led Wheeling Central in all scores with 27 points. Quentin Berlinski added 15. It's a busy week for the Maroon Knights. On Friday, they host St. Mary's. That's a 7:30 tick, uh, tip off, and then on Saturday they host number one ranked Charleston Catholic. That's a 3:30 start. We'll have it all right here on the Watchdog Radio Network, the home of Wheeling Central Basketball, 
both the girls and the boys. It was a basketball doubleheader last night on the Watchdog Network. It was West Virginia at Central Florida. Central Florida wins 72-59. to The Mountaineers got off to a terrible start. In the first 14 minutes, they turned the ball over seven times Yikes. and hit only four of the first 16 shots. Hell, you could have done that, Howard. I could have hit four of them. <laughs> <laughs> Allowing UCF to jump out to a 27-11 to lead. The Mountaineers dropped to 7-12, and 2-4 and four in the Big 12 conference play. Yesterday, the Baseball Hall of Fame announced their newest members. The list is Adrian Beltre, who was overwhelmingly elected in his first year of eligibility. The 21-year veteran third baseman was a four-time All-Star. He slugged 477 homers and racked up 3,166 hits. Also, Minnesota twin catcher Joe Mayer, who was narrowly elected in his first appearance on the ballot, and Colorado Rocky first baseman Todd Helton, who earned enshrinement in his sixth year of eligibility. Slatter on Sports Time, 7.53. You know, I think I could make a couple of baskets. We've been, I know you could. <laughs> well, we've been playing at home. Teddy, Teddy has gotten into We've got the old Lincoln Log uh, uh, empty tin, and uh, we shoot baskets into the Lincoln Log tin. Uh, all night long, we do, and I hooping. Well, let me tell you, the first couple of times, all I could do was laugh and laugh because I would be so far off. But you know what? The more we play, it practice makes perfect. You sound like the Mountaineers, Howard. The more, the, the more, the more we have done this game all week long. I'm starting to hit. I'm starting to get my hits. I hit. I'm hitting the basket. So I, yeah, maybe I could do it just as well as they did. Yeah, was it? What was that? Four in the four for sixteen? I think in the first seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, and this was coming off a huge win. Remember, they won Saturday. They I beat was the number three ranked Kansas Jayhawks. Coming in this morning, I heard um, Kyle Wiggs reporting on this, and um, and he talked about you know trial. And I thought, man, didn't we just come off a good? A, we talked about that a big win, a good win. They played very well, but uh, what two days ago? A couple day days ago, yeah, and a huge drop off. But that happens. Hopefully, they will rebound. Basketball. Hey, here comes a wise comment from a man who knows nothing about sports. Basketball is a uh, is, is different from football in that you could afford some ups and downs. You don't play enough football. Football teams don't play enough to get you know. You, if you're not consistent, you got problems. You can have an off night in basketball and still catch up. And what was really uh, beautiful about the, the was that the a wise game? comment by the it, way? Very well, okay, Howard. Thank you, sir. Very well. Uh, <laughs> you know the game was on channel. Uh, well, it was on one of the channels. It was on TV. It was on our Watchdog Radio Network. In the atmosphere, uh, I was watching and I was listening both. And the atmosphere in that gym, and it just goes to show you how the rivalries here, and and we, they just don't play enough of those. You know, we, that's what the people want. This is a community. This is a sport. Let's begin with this is a sports loving community. At least the major sports, football, basketball. And it is a rivalry-loving community. That and that's a big we, one last night. We have all grown up on that. Whether you go all the way back to the days when you and I were in school and the rivalries were between Wheeling High and Warwood High and, and Tridelphia, or now between Wheeling Park and John Marshall. I love the days when we played Park, played Central, you know, those those days. Uh, absolutely. That's what, that's what we all love. Now, sometimes they get a little chippy. 
you know, sometimes. That happens. I mean, games. you ought to try to have a kid play hockey in, in, in those conditions, Howard. I mean, they were chippy. And after the game, most they shook hands and, and, and they went on about, you know, their, their life. And the next game, it was the same way. But there are people out there that don't want those rivalries. And I don't believe the OVAC, Howard, does enough to create them. They're in charge. They're going to say, look, you guys need to play each other. You need to get over these squabbles and let the kids play. What's the objection? Yeah, they get their feelings hurt. You know, it's it's probably the biggest example is Wheeling Park and Wheeling Central. And Central. You know, and then those people move on. You got new people in there doing all the work, and yet the same animosities are still there. Get forget about it. Come on, we're 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 the same people. We live in the same community. But you know, animosity is not quite rivalry. But that's part of what rivalries are about. You know, you kind of. I think the, the whole thing, Howard, you know, was the, the days that I had kids at Central. I think it was the whole Wheeling Stadium thing. I, I, I believe, uh, and it, it all depends on who you listen to, you know, they, they really held, I believe, Wheeling Central hostage over there, where, where Wheeling Central had no choice but to go out and, and play their home field. games at, yeah. at, 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 at Wheeling, uh, Wheeling University. University. Yes. Yeah. And is it okay? It is. And, and, but it's not, Anybody, Wheeling, it's not on the island. Yeah. So you, if we have a rivalry game, for example, you think it should be on the island? Well, okay, maybe maybe that ship has sailed, but they need to start playing each other in other sports. I, I'm well, even in I mean, I, I'm with you. I think that um, again, we are a community that loves the rivalries, the, the good friendly rivalry. And they can get again. I say they get chippy. They can you know get a little little tough stuff. But that's that's what we like, you know. And I, I did not hear much. Of, I heard a little bit of the game last night. I didn't hear what the – but Jerry was excited from the minute he said, here we go, uh, <laughs> welcome to Wheeling Central. I mean, you could hear it. You could hear it in the crowd. And it didn't go Wheeling Central's way. And, and I'm sure the folks that exited the, the gym weren't as excited. But, Howard, you need that. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. But you have to play. Yeah. I, I agree. But I don't, I don't know that there's movement in any – I don't know that you can see that. And again, I, I think the OVAC has to take a bigger stand. It's their conference. Get involved. Tell people, no, I hear you, but this is the way we're going to do it from now on. You know, speaking of the OVAC and uh, thinking about Wheeling Island Stadium, which makes me think of the SSAC, wonder how the uh, Super Six presentations went. I have not had a chance to check on anybody with that. Yeah, I got a bet out there. I I'm, I'm, I got my fingers crossed, and I want them to come back. But, but I just you're uh, betting that they're not. I don't think so. Well, I've said before, and I, I'm not going to place the bet. And I, I didn't see the presentation or read the presentation that uh, the Wheeling folks made, but um, if ever a change is going to occur, th this is the year. Yeah, and nothing against Rick Jones or no, Kim no, Miller. No, no, no. Nothing at all. You folks didn't do anything wrong. First it's all, just the timing of first it. First of all, it's 30 years, and, and at some point, you know, at some point there's going to be a feeling that let's try something else. Howard, someday the Wheeling Park speech team is not going to come home with the first place trophy. It's just going to happen. Uh, that scares the BG. <laughs> Who is the uh, – Bill Cornforth retired last year, right? I don't know, but he got a lot of pressure on him. So whoever comes in next, you know, geez, I said on that one, I, when Fran Schoolcraft left at 25 consecutive, I said if I had been Cornforth, I would have said we're taking a year off. And we're starting our own streak. I don't want to have to keep on playing. But he, he, has, he had a successful streak afterwards. So, uh, you're right. Well, we'll see what happens with the Super 6. I meant to check on that, and I have not done that. I should do that. They're going to come around and visit each of the towns um, and then meet and make a decision. I think in probably another couple of weeks. It won't be, it won't be a long, drawn-out thing. Um, 
I got a couple of things that just irritated me off social media yesterday. I want to get into that. And I want to talk about the uh, Derek Evans, the former, well, the, the guy who was arrested for being in the Capitol and pledged said, I'm so sad, I'm so sad. Now he's running for Congress and wants to impeach everybody. I got some stuff I'll share it all with you. But right now it's 8 o'clock and ABC covers the world. WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News, 